0: sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Lord,
1: let his spirit be with him rise there
0: be my strength come now hog. I want to, <clears throat> because of our schedule today, I want to thank everybody right now. Uh, it's just good manners to say thank you. Now, Bev and I just want to say thank you all for all of the kindnesses that you have shown us, actually all the time, but this last week and the week before, and uh, you all have just shown so much kindness and through encouraging words and so many gifts that are still coming to the house. Uh, the, mailbox, the mailman had to get out of the truck one day. <laughs> and uh, just, just blessings. And That has been every, every day, just kind words and kind deeds. And I, I could not let the day go by without saying thank you so much, Salem. Thank you so much to the friends of Salem. I, 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 I'm finding that our congregation is much larger than we think it is. I've received gifts and commendations and kind words from all over the nation, from New York to California. I'm getting, getting all of these kind words and gestures from all over the place and I just thank God So I just couldn't let the opportunity go by. We've got a sort of a busy schedule this morning and I wanted to take time and say thank you right now. From the Gospel as recorded by St. John. St. John, chapter 21. St. John chapter 21, we're going to begin reading at verse 18. These are the words that you will find there. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, Thou girdest thyself, walketh whether thou wouldest, but when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whether thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, follow me. And Peter turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter seeing him said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Amen. Jesus said, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Let me say it another way. Let me, let me give you the Haynes version of that. What what business is is it of yours what John is doing? I just said to you, you follow me. Amen. And that's what I want to talk about. Follow thou me. God has a plan for every life that is yielded to Him. He has a plan and He has a purpose that is tailor made for every life. God's plan for your life is somehow totally independent of His plan. For any and everybody else. Are y'all hearing? Yet somehow, yet somehow, God uses us all together to accomplish His perfect will. Said another way, said another way, God's plan for my life is so personalized that I'm not dependent on anybody else in order for me to walk in obedience. Are y'all hearing me? Once I am clear on God's instruction to me, I don't have to run an opinion poll and see who agrees with it or not. Once I am clear on his plan, his instruction for me, I don't have to try to figure out who is willing to help me carry out his plan for my life. same God who is charting my course is also charting charting the course of all who will follow him. The same one who is charting my course, he's also charting the course of everybody who has yielded their lives to them. Let me say it another way. You don't have to drag your friends with you when you come into ministry. Are y'all hearing me? There's that, that, a problem, there's a problem, and we gotta get out of this thing. See, we all say we're in the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah the, 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 that statement, and I've seen it so many times, somebody look at a friend, they all in the church, come on, let's join the choir. Come on, we gonna get on the usher boat. Are y'all hearing me? can't do it like that. Every person must find the place that God has equipped them for. Are y'all hearing me? You can't get a crowd together to come and go where you are going. Are y'all hearing this? No truer statement <clears throat> No truer statement has ever been made than that recent song that somebody wrote that says, what God has for me is for me. One thing that puts me in total awe of God is the fact that God deals with each person individually. Yes, that is his word, that that, that is his word that speaks to all of us, that speaks to us all, Uh, but, but everybody, although his word speaks to everybody, every one of us has our own personal relationship with him. And that's a relationship which he reveals his will for us. It's a relationship where he realized, where he reveals his will for us and sets us on our own personal course of service. In this text, Peter is straying away, he's straying off course of his course And he's involving himself in the master's plan for another disciple. Are y'all hearing this? And Jesus, here in this text, is putting him in check. Putting him in check, and he's reminding him, he's reminding him and us that he has his own course to run and running that course will keep him from worrying about what God is doing with anybody else. Look at the text, look at the text. The scene is at the shore of the sea of Tiberias, the shore of Galilee. It's after the resurrection, Jesus has already gone to the cross, so this is after the resurrection. and, and, and after all of that horrible stuff that Friday and after all the events that had gone on that Sunday morning, that Easter morning, Peter decides in verse 3 that he was going fishing. He decided, I'm going fishing. And, and you can sort of see a leadership quality in Peter because when Peter says, I'm going fishing, seven of the disciples said, we're going with you. Peter says, I go fishing. They say, we go fishing also now. I've grown in my thinking over the years, and as I have studied, I've grown in my thinking about this decision. I used to think, what a shame it was that now that Jesus was not with them day in and day out, like he had been for all of these three years, now that Jesus is not there, I used to believe that now the disciples are going back to their old ways, going back to what they used to do. They're going back to fishing. That, that used to be my thinking. What a shame. Since Jesus is not there now, they are going back to their old ways. But over the years, and I continue to study this thing, it occurred to me at, at, at the time that this happened, these men, although they had walked with Jesus, although had been with him, with Jesus, and they had experienced his power, at this point, they had not been commissioned or empowered to do anything. Are y'all hearing this? All of that was going to come later, but right now, they had not been commissioned. He had not told them to go. He had not told them they have power. All of that comes a little later. So for now, rather than just sitting around doing nothing, we'll go back to doing what we know how to do. Are y'all hear me? Rather than just sitting around doing nothing, we'll go back to know what we know how to do. What is that? That's fishing. So now, here they are on their fishing boat. They're out there on their fishing boat, out from land doing what they know how to do, fishing. But here's the problem. Read the Bible. They've been out there all night. And according to the word of God, they haven't caught anything. All night fishing. And they haven't caught anything. About early dawn, about early dawn, early in the morning, they've been out there all night, haven't caught anything. And I don't think I got any of those deacons here, but I got some deacons and some ushers that know about that. But anyway, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, they, they've been out there, haven't caught anything about dawn, about dawn. This figure shows up on the beach. Some man shows up and they're out there. They don't really know who it is, but this somebody from the beach yells out to them on the boat and asks the question, have you caught anything? Have you caught anything? Now, mind you, they don't know who this is. They just hear the voice. They know there is somebody on the beach yelling out. They don't know who it is. But but although they don't know who it is, they may as well tell the truth. No, we haven't caught. We haven't caught anything. The voice that they don't know, the voice that have no clue who it is, yells out to them, cast your net on the right side of the boat. And you'll catch fish. Mind you now, mind you now. They don't even know whose voice it is. They don't even know who it is. But but what do we have to lose? We haven't caught anything anyway. So they throw their net out on the right side. And immediately they catch 153 big fish. Y'all hearing this? At that point, now, here up now, they don't know who that is. They don't know whose voice that is. But at that point, when they caught all those fish, John said, that's the Lord. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Didn't know who it was. But now that this miracle has taken place, now that we have followed him, and we have followed his instruction, and now we got all these fish, John says, No doubt in my mind, I know who that is. That's the Lord. Let me ask you something. How many times in your life have you had situations that worked out in your life, and when they worked themselves out, there wasn't but one way for you to explain it? I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Yeah, it worked out in such a way that there wasn't but one way that you could explain it. You had to say that is the law. Are y'all hearing me? Anybody ever been sick? Doctor told you that you were going to never be well. You're going to be on medicine the rest of your life. And now you're off of it and feeling fine. Nothing for you to say but ain't nobody nobody. but the law. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, you were sinking financially. You didn't know how you were going to make ends meet. You you thought that you were washed up financially, but some way and somehow God turned that whole thing around. Ain't nothing left for you to say, but nobody but... Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, somebody, somebody sitting here in the sound of my voice. You have to agree with me. You You were addicted. You ain't tell nobody. Everybody did not know it, but you know it. Yet you were addicted to that, and you thought that that thing would never turn around, but here you are clean. Are y'all hearing me? You know you couldn't do it by yourself. The only thing you can say is that's the law. Anybody in here want to admit it. Anybody in here, you don't have to tell your neighbor. You ain't got to tell nobody, but you know you ought to be out of your mind. Y'all hearing me? As much stuff as you've been through, as much as you put yourself through, you ought to be out of your mind, but here you are clothed and in your right mind. Ain't but one testimony. Nobody but the Lord. Bible says that when John said that, when John said that, when John said, that, when John said that's the Lord, Peter Jumped off the boat and started swimming toward the shore. Peter, when he found out who that was, jumped off the boat. Started swimming toward the shore. A little strange here. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But you remember in Matthew 14, uh, Peter got off the boat and almost drowned. If Jesus hadn't grabbed him. But somewhere between Matthew 14 and John 21, Peter must have learned to swim. Pe- Peter swam to the shore to get to Jesus. Now you follow this story and from this point on, it's, it seems like Peter becomes the focus of Jesus. Seems like the rest of the story is focused on Jesus and his relationship with Peter. If you read this thing just right, you get get to see the picture of God's grace at work. Read it just right. You'll see the, the grace of God as he works with Peter. What's really happening here is Peter is getting another chance. You see, really hadn't been a few days ago, it hadn't been too many days ago, before that Peter denied that he even knew Jesus. Do you remember that? Yet right before the resurrection, Peter denied that he even knew Jesus. You remember when he was standing there warming by the enemy's fire when folk accused him of being with Jesus. The Bible says Peter cussed him out. Denied three times that he even knew who Jesus was, but now here he is face to face with Jesus. He is face to face with Jesus again, and now, not only that, he knows that Jesus knows what he did. <laughs> Y'all hear me? He, he knows. Matter of fact, the Bible says Jesus looked at him when he denied. He knows that Jesus knows what he did. As a matter of fact, this is the third time Jesus had appeared since the resurrection. He, yeah, he knows Jesus knows. Jesus has, he's seen Jesus. This is the third time since the resurrection. And, 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 and the thing that's sort of baffling Peter is I've been with him three times and he ain't even brought it up. I've been in his presence three times and not one time has he said a word. About me denying him out out there. Can you imagine how awkward this encounter with Jesus must be for Peter? Can you imagine how uncomfortable it must be? I have denied him and I know that he knows it. Peter has got to have a whole lot of things going through his mind right now. Do I bring it up? Has he forgotten about it? Are y'all hearing me? Can you imagine the guilt that Peter must be feeling right now? But let me show you what grace does. Show you what grace does. The word is true. The word says, for we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. If Peter felt it, Jesus felt it. Y'all hear me? Some, some writer said it best. Some writers said it like this. Jesus knows all about our struggles. Yes, so Jesus. Jesus sitting there around the fire after dinner. He's fed him. Sitting around, and he opens the door for Peter to get himself back on track. He opens the door for Peter to get himself on the track. He, he's drawing Peter to refocus. He's getting Peter to to refocus on what he had been called to do from the very beginning. He's about to give Peter another chance. He had called Peter three years earlier. He had called Peter and some other disciples. He called him and he said to him and some others, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And now (laughs) he's asking Peter, How many fish have you caught? Three years ago, he says, I will make you fishers of men. You see him pulling him back to his mission? Three years ago, he says, I will make you fishers of men. Now, he's asking, how many fish have you caught? Peter had denied him three times, you remember. Peter had denied him three times, but now three times he asked Peter, Do you love me? See him giving Peter a chance to get back on track. Do you love me? Asked him three times. And every time he responded to Peter with, feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Here it is right here. Here it is right here. Peter, you have messed up. Peter, you you messed up. You, you, You did the wrong thing. But my plan for you is still the same. Somebody ought to say amen. Oh, you made a mess out of stuff. You you messed up some stuff, but my plan for you is still the same. My call on your life is still the same. All I need to know, all I need to know, Peter, is do you love me? already been to the cross. I've already taken the sting from death. I've robbed the grave of victory and now I am preparing to turn to my father in heaven but I need to know whether or not I can trust you to take care of my sheep. Are y'all hearing me? If you really love me, I know that I can trust you to take care of my sheep. Y'all hearing that? See, it's doubtful. it's doubtful that a shepherd loves the sheep who does not love the Lord. I just said something right there. I said it's doubtful that a shepherd loves the sheep if he doesn't love the Lord. But now that that's cleared up, Peter has reaffirmed his love for Jesus, and now Jesus is reaffirming his call. Verse 18, Jesus talks to Peter about the hardships that he was going to face. Talk to him about the hardships he's going to face because of his following after him. He he, he told him, Peter, told Peter that he's eventually going to give his life for the cause of Christ. Peter, you're eventually going to die for my cause. Eventually, you'll be crucified. (laughs) You you will die for this cause. Now after telling Peter all of that, after telling Peter about the hard time that was in front of him, uh, telling Peter what was going to happen to him, then he looks at Peter and says, now follow me. (laughs) Nobody but Jesus would tell you that following me will get you killed. Following me will cause you hardship and pain and then turn around and say, now follow me. <laughs> follow me. But by now, Peter's mind is made up. Peter's mind is made He's so glad to be talking with Jesus again. He's already made up his mind. Matter of fact, he has already witnessed Jesus take the sting from death. He's already watched him rob the grave of its victory. So hey, What else is there to be afraid of? He's ready to follow Jesus ready to say, yes, Lord, right as he's getting ready to answer, right as he's getting ready to go with him, the Bible says that sort of out of the corner of his eye, he got a glimpse of another disciple. Now Jesus just got through telling him what he was going to have to go through. Just got through telling him what his plan was for him. But right as he was getting ready to go, he, he, he got a glimpse of John. You know John. John, the one that Jesus loved. You know John. John, the one that, 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 that Jesus always seemed like he had a, had a, had a, had a, had a special line to. That, that John. He saw John out of the corner of his eye and he could not resist. In regular Peter style, he stopped short of saying yes and said, well, Jesus, I hear what you say. I hear what what it is that you want me to do. I know where this thing is going for me, but what I want to know before I say, what about him? Are y'all hearing me? What about John? What is John going to do? And here's the lesson. Here's the lesson right here. Jesus responded, what is that got to do with you? What, what is that to you? And here is where I want to get to. Here's where I want to get to. God's plan and call on your life is totally independent of his plan and call on anybody else's life. Are y'all hearing this? And if we're going to follow Jesus, if we're going to follow Jesus, we would do well to keep our eyes on Jesus. How can you follow Jesus watching John? I just said something right there. How can you follow Jesus watching John? Admit it, admit it, admit, yeah, admit that most of the time, most of the time that we get off track, it's because we have taken our eyes off Jesus and started meddling with what somebody else is doing. Are y'all hearing me? Most of the time when we get ourselves off track, we, we find ourselves worrying about what somebody else Is doing somebody else is not doing their part. I come by to ask you that same question What is that to do with you? Well, you know, somebody, you know, somebody, I know there's somebody out there that can do this better than I can. What is that to do with you? Well, Reverend, I would do it, but you know, they don't like me. What is that to do with you? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, if you're going to run this race, if you're going to finish this race, you've got to learn to keep your eyes. Are y'all hearing me? You've got to learn to keep your eyes on Jesus. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, the message from Jesus to us today means to bring all of us back into focus. Whole of A uh, whole lot of us have been drawn off course. We've been drawn off course because uh, we have been distracted by what others are doing around us. Many have been drawn off course because uh, we've been more concerned with what other people are doing uh, than what God has called us to do. The writer of Hebrew wants you to know that you and I, if we're going to run this race and if we're going to run this race and if we're going to finish this race uh, we need to put our focus on Jesus Christ yeah. Hebrew twelve and two says looking unto Jesus, are y'all hearing me looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy was set before him and endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, the message to you and to me today is if you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to fix your eyes on Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? If you're going to be on the battlefield for the Lord, you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? You know Jesus, you gotta keep your eyes on the one who picked you up in the first place. The one who picked you up and turned your life around. You've gotta keep your eyes on the one who saw the best in you when other people only saw the worst in you. You gotta keep your eyes on the one who died in your place. If I got a witness up in here, you got to learn to keep your eyes on Jesus, the one who living, he loved me, dying, he saved me, buried, he carried my sins all away, but rising, he justified and freed me forever, and one day, he's coming back, oh, what a glorious day, y'all hearing me? Just learn right now to keep your eyes uh, from the left or the right uh, and give your best to the master. One of us got a witness here, yeah. You gotta give your best to the master, yeah. You'll never give him your best uh, with your eyes on somebody else. Uh, Give your best to the master, yeah. And I declare that if when you give uh, the best of your service, Telling the world that the Savior's come. Don't be dismayed when friends don't believe you. He'll understand. He'll understand. And he'll say, well done, well done. The good and faithful servant don't know about anybody else. But all I want is to hear my master say, well done, well done. Well done. You've been faithful uh, over a few things. Uh, come on now. Yes. Make you ruler over many. Follow thou me. Your commitment is to follow him. So many fall and stumble because they are watching the wrong thing. Fix your eyes on him follow thou me. If you're here today or wherever you are, I want to invite you today to turn this thing all around. Amen. 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 In Washington, would you come?
2: Me not, oh, gent, so Savior, here my arms. moment that we're opening up the doors of the church and as pastor has spoken Jesus wants us to follow him Romans 10 and 9 says if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved there's another verse that says those that call upon the name of the Lord they shall be saved. All you got to do is just call on the name of the Lord. And I promise you, he will not pass you by. Come me by. Thou the spring of all my comfort. Thou the spring. This is your opportunity this morning. Wherever you find yourself. God this morning and he will answer and he will come and deliver you Father God, we come to you this morning in the name of Jesus. God, we come thanking you just for another day, another opportunity that you've allowed us to come boldly before the throne of grace. God, we're asking you, Father, to have mercy on someone that don't know you right now. Someone is pondering in their heart. They don't know which way to turn, oh God, and I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will draw them nigh unto you. Father, I pray that right now someone is contemplating, should I give my life unto the Lord, Father? I pray that you give them the certainty, God, to make Jesus their choice, Father. We pray, God, that today that they will choose life, that abundant life that you gave, Father. It is in Jesus' name we pray and we give thanks. Amen. And if you have opened up your heart this morning you've allowed Jesus to come in, we would ask that you would call our church office and they will give you further instructions. God bless you.
3: say amen today. We come before you today to give you a couple of updates on what's going on here at Salem. On this coming Thursday, April the 22nd, we will have a special food distribution. Again, we'll be giving our 300 boxes of fresh produce. The distribution will begin at 10.30 a.m. in our main parking lot. And all are welcome. So spread the news. Let everyone know that there's some free vegetables. Good vegetables too. So Make your schedule to come out on April the 22nd to get a fresh box of produce. And on this Friday the 23rd, we will host the Gwinnett Health Department mobile COVID-19 vaccine unit. The Pfizer vaccine will be given and there are only 30 slots that are left. Please call the church office to make an appointment. During the non-office hours, please leave your name and telephone number. Again, we only have 30 slots left. Please call the church office on Monday. Leave your name and your telephone number, and let's do our part. And these are our announcements for this moment. Amen.
4: When on the cross of Calvary the Lord was crucified amen the ma stood around about him and mocked until he died to the there beside him to share his agony, but one of them cried out to him, Dear Lord, remember me. Come on, y'all. With me. Oh, oh, we. The Lord remember me when I am called to go oh when I when I have crossed all oh, his love for me I he'll show My feeble cry from this set me free and when I reach the pearly gate,
5: he will remember. We now have prayer leading us to the table.
6: Let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this hour. We thank you for this day. Father God, we thank you for fixing our feeble minds, Father God, that we might remember all that Jesus did for us on Calvary's cross. Father God, we thank you for fixing our feeble minds, Father God, that we might remember that he lived, that he died, he shed his blood, He shed his innocent blood father god and you rose him from the grave on the third day morning father god we thank you for fixing our feeble minds that we might remember that father god even with all that is going on in the world and in our personal lives father god we thank you father god for reeling in our minds father god from the cares and the worries of the world father god that we might remember right now and focus on the fact that Jesus died for our sin. Oh, we're so grateful, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, for we celebrate this hour, Father God, of what Jesus did. We celebrate it, Father God, with great joy and with great appreciation. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for saving our souls, Father God, we remember
4: Jesus.
6: It is in Jesus' name that we pray Oh, yes. we are grateful. Oh yes, in His name
4: we pray. cry from bondage set me free, and when I reach the pearly gate, He will.
5: Can y'all go with me a little further? Oh what? ashamed to kill him
4: there on that
5: rugged cross listen y'all but such a death was needed
4: to rescue all the lost A ransom So to set The captives Free And when I reach The pearly gates, He will I got one more Oh At his Defeat I'm kneeling, my sins I now confess, for I bow in deep repentance, and my soul he'll surely bless my blind. so that the light I see, and when I reach, I reach the pearly gate, He will remember me, When I am called to go When I have crossed this chilly sea Will he his, his love may show Oh yes Oh yes he heard my feeble cry Lord set me free Evil cry from bomb. This said, The Lord set me free, and when I reach the pearly gate, He will remember me.
5: Amen. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary Blood That gives me strength From day to day Never It will never lose
4: of love oh yes that Jesus shared he shared for me Oh, oh, oh way way back on gives me strength. From day, from day to day, it will never, never lose all His power.
0: This is a strange season that we're living in right now and we're having to do a lot of things that are different. We're just having to find a way to do it. Uh, we have, after the service closed, and you'll see it on next Sunday, but we're going to have a baptismal service and we have two young people who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Joel and Jewel, am I correct, Ethan? Uh, and I have asked, I asked Deacon. Uh, Dickon Reeves, to go ahead and we're gonna serve communion now. I wanna help you all understand what we're doing. What we're doing, this is just remembrance. And every month or whenever we do this, we're doing it because we remember what Jesus did for us. You're saved today already because of what you believe. You believe on him. And every time that we come to this table, We're just remembering salvation. We're remembering what he did for us on the cross, that he did die on the cross for us. He loved us so much he gave his life, but also that he got up from the grave, and we celebrate the blood that he shed for us. So that's what we're doing. I didn't want you to have to wait a whole nother month. I didn't want you to have to wait. Uh, You're already saved, and we're going to the water in a moment, but I wanted you included in this celebration. Amen?
5: Jesus was betrayed says he took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body given for you eat ye all of it and in the same manner he took the cup he said the cup represents the new covenant which is in my blood Drink ye all of it for the remission of sin. Said for as often as ye do this, ye do show the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. That is the glorious hope that we have that the God that we serve is on his way back, that death couldn't hold him and the grave couldn't keep him but also that time won't hold him back. He is coming back to receive his own unto himself. Amen. It will never,
4: never. lose. It will never lose. It will
5: Somebody give God praise, give God praise, give God praise Amen, amen, God has blessed us again today through the preaching of the word Through the singing of songs, hymns, and spiritual songs And through prayers and scripture If you would rest on your feet, God be with us until we meet again
4: God be with you. God be with you. May God.
5: Keep us from stumbling and able to present us before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, may there be glory, be majesty, be dominion, and may there be authority. May it be both now, henceforth, and forevermore. And the people of God say, Amen, Amen, Amen.
2: Amen. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on Cash App at dollar sign The Church With Zeal via the Givelify App by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church P.O. Box 817 Lilburn, Georgia 30048